And they kind of looked at me and they said the answer was, was alcohol. Tom Caulfield, James Whistle. This is the story of The Tempest 2. So ladies and gentlemen, The Tempest 2. Welcome back to the Tempest 2 podcast. How's it going? Hello there. I've got uh, a bit of Scottish, isn't it? <laughs> Not lost it. Just got back from Scotland. Did. Just got back from rainy, rainy Scotland. Miserable weather. Two days of golf on the eastern coast of Fife. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? The eastern was. nook. Not not the eastern nook. <laughs> not far from Edinburgh. It's a good accent, that Thank is. Thank you. It's uh, a good accent. It was pissing the rain. We had 35 mile an hour winds, which don't help with golf. It made golf very tough, didn't it? It was. We were up there with uh, a guy called Elliot, who we've known for years, who is an old client. And uh, we always said, he's always like, you yeah, know, come up to Scotland and play golf. And it's one of those things you're always like, yeah, 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 but you never do. And then we're like, do you know what? Let's do it. Let's take him up on it. So amazing couple of days. They get bad rap, Scottish people. Mm. I think they're, the stereotype of a Scottish <laughs> person is angry fucking shouting at people. Do you know where that's come from? Uh, Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> <laughs> the Simpsons. <laughs> The Simpsons have given that the Scottish so a bad true. name. Yeah. I think Americans, that's their only exposure to Scottish people. Exactly. Groundskeeper, will it? That and Braveheart, which was played yeah. by Mel Gibson, and we all know how that went. Yeah, and Sean Connery. Maybe he's a good shot. Yeah, he's like, a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's enough. a top bloke, isn't he? But they're, they're, everyone's just lovely there, aren't they? It's, I think it might be the nicest country in terms of people. Oh, fuck me. I wouldn't... Yeah, okay. I think everyone... Didn't what about have Morocco? Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> they're all right, but... What about Ishmael in Morocco? Yeah, but I think it's much easier to be happy when you live and it's 30 degrees all year round and it's sunny. <laughs> what, when you're herding fucking goats? Yeah. Mate, the sun, we all know, the sun is clinically proven to impact everyone's mental health. And It's the Scots, much easier to be happy when you've got nothing, but it's sunny. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, hungry. Mo but... money, mo problems. Yeah, hungry. <laughs> hungry, but great tan. But I think... <laughs> No, they weren't hungry in Morocco. Some were. Some might have been. But what I'm saying is, it's <laughs> so much more challenging to be happy when it pisses it down I, all I, the time. It is. I get seasonal depressive disorder, whatever it is, and, SAD. And they eat terrible food. Yeah, yeah. Diet's bad up there, isn't it? The battered Morris bar. Yeah, the Mars bar, the haggis. And Iron Brew is the only country in the world where Coke is over outperformed by another really? beverage yeah. Scotland with Iron Brew I think it's just like a running joke that they have with the rest of the world yeah. like, should we just keep Iron Brew going yeah, so, right. there's like an AGM yeah. every year in secret where every Scottish person is dialed in on Zoom it's like first order of service keep buying Iron Brew it's like, but it's disgusting it's like, keep buying it <laughs> I, just, I think imagine what those like strategy meetings are like at Iron Brew firstly who owns it why don't Coke own it Probably wouldn't sell it. it's literally the only country in the world where it's drunk. Bar. Bar own it, don't they? I don't, yeah, they do, actually. I like, like What does it even taste like? It tastes a bit like Red Bull, doesn't it? It tastes... That's a unique taste. It's just like a syrupy, disgusting bit of kit. It's mental. But yeah, they must be like, right, how do we get a bit more money? What new markets are we launching to? None. Yeah, zero. We can't. Just Shetlands? Own this one. Yeah. 
Give that a push. Give that a nudge. Like Newcastle? Like, no, they're rejecting it. They like they can barely. They can't even do a diet one. There probably is a diet one, but I've they'll probably sell none of it. I've never seen an advert for it. Mental. Really? Uh, yeah, hell of a beverage. But yeah, Scotland. Uh, hell of a place. Own little world. And one thing it renowned throughout the world for is its golf. Yeah. And it it is fantastic. It's its own little type of game. It's a. Uh, won't bore you too much about golf, but Lynx golf is a certain type. Played on the coast, where it's usually fecking windy. <laughs> uh, narrow fairways. Basically, it's very challenging. Um, and just very different. And I've never played Lynx golf before. Have you played Lynx golf before? I think once in Cornwall, but oh. barely. Yeah. Um, and it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really difficult. The first day, you know, we wanted to turn up and be good. Oh, Always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always. And I'm get, I've had quite a lot of stick from, from you and some other friends recently that when we were on the SAG deal, everyone kind of realised that I, I, if, if golf is competitive, I don't win. I yeah. never, ever win. That's true. So we got there on the first day. And the wind was unreal. It was like 35 mile an hour wind. Um, and uh, first hole, really narrow fairway. And on the right was a a road with no fencing and a playground. Kids' playground. Kids' playground. And the, uh, compared to an adult playground. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he was like, right, everything's good, just don't go right. It's like, okay. And I step up. I bring out my hybrid, which is usually my safety net. And I fucking duff one right. Straight. Straight onto the road towards the playground. Straight at the kids. And just had a, oh my God, I had a stinker. And then the second one? Second shot? Yep. Oh, what, in the... What did I do? Oh no, that was your third shot. Bunker, wasn't it? Bunker hit me on the head. His own bunker shot hit him on the head. Hit me on the head. So, <laughs> all in all, after it, I was so livid. So I was like, he thinks I'm fucking garbage. Yeah, he made a couple of comments. Yeah, as well, he was didn't like, he? oh, it's all right. Like, you play, it wasn't too bad. It's like, no, it was really he bad. He said to us, didn't he, halfway through the first round, he said, oh, you guys only start playing recently. Yeah. Like, like, oh no. We've been playing since about five, mate. <laughs> Um, but then second day, yeah, played a, the local course that he was at. Way better. Your fault. We played the other course. It was shit. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was, it was the amazing. other course was harder. The other course was nowhere near as good. It wasn't as good, but this, the second course was easy. Yeah, easy. It, not easy, but easier. But it was much better. Yeah, it was. It was good. It wasn't the weather was better as well. Well, it rained, but it wasn't blowing thirty-five miles an hour, which is. The hardest thing about golf is yeah. hitting them to win. But it was uh, it was great. Good couple of days. Uh, and speaking about Scotland, I actually think there is an apology that needs to be made to a Scotsman. Uh, yes, there is actually. Who was mentioned on last week's podcast. You got a couple of texts. I got a couple of texts about yeah. this. Yeah. So that is um, Andy Murray. He's not a sir, is he? Oh, fuck, I think he is. Yeah, I think he might be. <laughs> he cannot go at a knight of the realm. Well, you have already. We'll I come am. on to him in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> just so Tom Moore's getting hammered just, today. Just chopping down knights. Uh, but um, <laughs> have a little look. See if Andy Murray's uh, actually actually a knight or he's, he just wants to be Andy one. Murray. He's like Beckham and he wants to be a no. knight. Oh, he is. He's, he got knighted, did he? Sir Andrew Barron Money. Oh, money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Money. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, no, I do, I do apologise. That's apologize. mental. He's a sir. 
Yeah, I know. He hasn't done anything. We're back on him. Don't get me started. <laughs> but no, I said that he's never won anything and it was all bravado. We compared him to Tim Henman. And as you said, we both got a couple of texts saying that we were flat out wrong. He has indeed won three majors and the only tennis player in history to win back-to-back Olympic gold medals. Um, so I guess he is pretty good, or he was good. But... In our defence, we were talking about goats, the go outs, and yeah, overrated players. Yep, you know, Djokovic is is going to win his twenty fourth in the next couple of weeks. You reckon Wimbledon? There's literally no one to challenge him. Oh, really? It's quite sad. Um, <laughs> so he's won twenty. He's going to win twenty. That's Wimbo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well done, Andy. There's couple, levels, but you fucking know it. There's it? levels to it, but yeah, I think. Uh, I got text saying that, oh, he had a hip injury and all this stuff. It's all part of professional sports, I'm afraid, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, to be a go-at, you've got to have longevity to your game. Yeah, you know, what I've always said is the best ability is availability. <laughs> 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 and if you're sat on the couch, then you cannot be a go-at. Um, but no, and the other fact that I said about tennis does in fact still remain that if you do play tennis, you can count your friends on one hand, <laughs> Andy Murray included, even though he is a sir, a knight of the realm. Um, yeah, and, and whilst we're doing apologies, uh, I did make an apology a couple of a couple of episodes ago, and I'd like to rescind that apology. Yes, okay. And that was for Sir Tom Moore. Another knight of the realm. And I believe that's in, that was a post-hummus sirring. Sirring? Knighting? Knighting? Post hummus. Is that <laughs> how do you say that thing? Yeah, oh, you got knighted after hummus. <laughs> what is it? Post humorous. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. Doesn't that mean it's? What, you mean after he was dead? Anyway, yeah. So after Sir Tom uh, passed, Oa, he um, <laughs> to the other side. He's been, he's been copping a bit of heat. So, yes, from me, and it turns out that it's been justified. Um, what broke in the news today was that. Um, the leader of his foundation. Sounds like a cult. The the, <laughs> someone has been buying his hot daughter, tubs. His daughter. His daughter's been buying hot tubs on his bank account. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's expand on that because it sounds like she's starting some kind of side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the cold plunge business. <laughs> so she has built a a spa in uh, at the end of her garden. Right. With a full spa, hot tub, sauna, changing rooms. And named it the the Sir Tom Moore Building. Ah, oh, right, okay. But Fair it's enough. all on the foundation's dime. Right, okay. So there's a there, there's no more. They're not allowed to take any more donations until uh. it's been investigated. So the saga continues. That's good. Sir Tom Moore would <laughs> walk back and forth in his grave <laughs> <laughs> many a times. Many a times. Um, so yeah, there, there is that. A quick caveat, if you do hear, uh, there's a delivery driver just arriving. Is he here? I, th- I believe so. Someone in a hive is getting out of a van. He's either kidnapping someone <laughs> or he's dropping our delivery off, which is um, plants for yes. the office. Yes. I'm creating a nice environment here. We've got some patch plants. They're now pointing at the office. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go and let him in. Should we interview him? I think you can fill the 30 seconds it takes me to take this delivery. Fucking hell, okay, this is the moment I've been waiting for. I'll chop it out if it's no good. It's going to be good. I'm going to give him a shout. Okay, so... She's still rolling. I'm just going to talk you through what's going on here. So as I sit here, there's sun. Sun just almost showering into this room. It's got some... We've actually got some nice Velux windows in the roof. 
It's about five o'clock, so the sun is you know, low in the sky. And James has now gone into the secondary room of this office. And as he said, he's picking up some plants. And this isn't a sponsor. This isn't an ad, but we are you know, using patch plants. They're very good at um, making uh, buying plants, I guess, um, very accessible. Uh, so you just order it, they deliver it, like most things actually online. Um, and yeah, they're not the cheapest, but they look great. So we're just trying to fill this space with greenery and goodness and nature. And they come in some very convenient packaging. Uh, that's probably what you pay for. But a good business. Um, you can use code TTT50 for a 50% voucher at Patch Plants. Um, don't actually do that because uh, that is not actually a real code. He's back. How was that? How was that? Everyone's, everyone's left, by the way. Yeah, so we're now How was that? We're now speaking to an empty room. <laughs> How was that for the listeners? Yeah, pretty good. Um, no, it's all good. It's arrived. He gave me a bit of shit. Oh. Said, what are you doing in there? Why are you buying flowers? No. Yeah. That's gender fucking stereotyping. I know. And I said, is, are you sure there's just one package? And he said, well, can you see any more? Oh, little spicy bastard. Yeah. It's like, why are you buying flowers for your wife, mate? Ooh. And his name is Luigi, so. Bollocks. Exactly. Where's Mario? Loser. <laughs> like, oh, he's here. Hi. <laughs> and I've lost two more teeth. <laughs> there is actually a bloke next to him. Um, but yeah, so we're—I'm I'm sure you got round to it. But we're just creating a nice environment yes. here. Yeah. Got a watering can, got a mister. Really, uh, really creating a vibe. That reminds me to water them actually. But yeah, right. Moving on. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. What else? What else we been up to? What else you been doing? Not a lot, apart from um, we were chatting earlier, weren't we, about Michael Rubin's party? Mm. We we did get invited. Yes, couldn't go due to work commitments, but um, who's Michael Rubin for a start? Michael Rubin is the owner of a, that's the DPD van reversing, if you can hear that. They won't be able to hear it. They won't be able to hear it, that's fine. Uh, Ignore it if you can. Uh, He is, Michael Rubin is the owner of a company called Fanatics, Mm. which is basically a licensing company that sells merchandise for many a things. You're talking, uh, ultimately, memorabilia merch for sports teams Caps, athletes shirts jerseys everything uh but they like apparently have revolutionized like licensing in sport anyway he's worth an absolute fortune multi-billionaire multi-billionaire was a um part owner of the philadelphia 76ers i think he used that to build his like cool network and um every year he throws his own birthday party in the hamptons at his house out there and you've probably seen it on the social medias, but it was mental. It was mental. It's a white party, so uh, you wear white, and <laughs> <laughs> obviously. I thought that was a guess uh, list. I was going to say, that's actually very racist. <laughs> no, 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 no. Good. Um, and it was the who's who of the sports, acting, music world, ultimately, that was there. And I just think, imagine... Having a, an address book like that. Yeah. Network is your net worth. I think what what he's doing there is what Dan Bilzerian thought he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he was throwing those mental parties. Yeah. I think he's, Ruben's just taken it to another level. Right. Like, and stepped it up. It, it must cost him, I'm 
ridiculous thing to say when you're a multi-billionaire. But it's just your Tom Brady's there, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Ben Affleck. He's got a shout-out fourth, Ben Affleck. (laughs) (laughs) For all the people. God damn it, you turned up. Um, What's weird is, like, you know you're a big deal when those people actually go. Yeah, exactly. Because they get invited to everything. Exactly. Absolutely everything. So that's, Um, that's, yeah. The billionaire world is just... It's just a different reality, isn't it? Like we saw some private jets when we landed back in Luton of all places. A big, <laughs> a big private jet um, yeah, hub, and you could just see them fueling up and just. Oh yes, please, mate. Yeah, thank you. Legend. That's our. Um, yeah, let me go and grab that's them. That's our landlord. I'm taking over again. James is. Uh, James is run out. Our landlord is giving us some strawberries. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, the the billionaires' world, you know, those they're fueling up those private jets. It's just like imagine, imagine just having a jet on standby. It's like, oh, it's raining today. It's like, fuck it, let's go anywhere. You got to have a you got to have a lot of disposable cash, haven't you? Way too much to fire up the jets for Pete's sake. But that that's the stat I love of the different. You know, people are like, oh, I'm a millionaire. It's like you loser. Like, the, <laughs> the difference between a million, the difference between a million and a billion is so large. I don't think people realise. But to put it into con- to, to context, a million seconds is the equivalent to eleven and a half days. One billion seconds is thirty-one years. Jesus, wet. That's the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire. I'm going to sound like an idiot. It's a thousand million, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Which is loads. Loads. Loads of millions. And then you've got, like, the, the top billionaires who are... 200, like 250 just billion. just ridiculous. 250,000 million. Like, you know what that's like... My. my brain's just exploded. Just extraordinary. Yeah, so when you're dealing with that, those numbers, you're not you're not checking in with the rest of us folk at Luton Airport, are you? No, it must be absolutely fantastic. Um and you know, we're getting a we're getting a little dip dip of the toe into that life on Saturday, aren't we? Because we're we're flying we're flying to New York and we're flying in uh you know, we're not turning right. Let's put it that way. Mm. We're going there for work, um, and we're gonna we're gonna live that high life a little bit. But yeah, New York, New York is Saturday morning. We fly out for a week yep. to do this stuff with iCapital, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to being in the Big Apple again. We've, we've worked there quite a lot actually, and it is a, an amazing city. It's just one of those places. There's a lot happens in quite a small. Mm geographical area doesn't it we're not going to be short of things to see not that we're going to be sightseeing <laughs> <Yeah>. but um, <laughs> do some work it's like, here we are here we are at the empire state building yeah it's classic isn't it it's one of those things it's so different going away or going to things for work than it is yeah on holiday obviously but um still it's looking like it's 30 degrees over there yeah i've never been there in the heat i've only ever been there in winter oh yeah it gets spicy over there in the heat balmy so, uh, bring your talcum powder as well, I'll say. Yeah, okay. Because that's will the do. last thing you want to be chafing. What's the, what's your, fa- <laughs> what's your favourite part of New York, favourite area? Wow. There's a lovely little place called Times Square. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know oh, if you've ever heard oh, of I it. I haven't been there. No. <laughs> and there's a quaint little restaurant called Bubba Gumps that sits on the corner. <laughs> 
I'm a big fan of this that. This is an absolute establishment. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what are we talking about? Areas? Yeah, just like if you were going to live in New York, where would Ooh, you live? Okay. Um, I've never really spent much time in Brooklyn, so I can't say that. I'd, I'd probably say the Upper East Side. <laughs> Yeah. If money was no option. Lovely. Um, all about yourself. I think, yeah, Upper East Side is very nice. Greenwich Village is fucking oh, yeah, awesome. Lovely. Yeah, Chelsea. Brooklyn is really nice. Like Williamsburg is, is hip and cool. Mm. But if you had the money, you'd definitely live in Manhattan, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, we have a couple of days prepping. Just, sure just get some good, just good food out there. Moving on from there, where would you live? This is very US heavy and realise there's other places in the world. But in the US... Mm. Where would you live if you could if you could move? Do you know what? Nowhere that I've been to. <laughs> right, okay. To put it that way. Because I think what would probably be the answer, but I've never been there, but just going off what other people have said, including yourself, it would probably be Austin. Yep. But I've never been there, so I can't really say that and validate that. But I don't think I would live anywhere else. Yeah. To be honest. Um... You know, Santa Monica is great. You know, I'd happily spend a couple of months there, Jan, Feb, yeah. in the winter. Perfect. The weather's always amazing. But, you know, America's cool to dip in and out of. But I couldn't see myself living there full time. Yeah, I, th- I think. I tend to agree. Austin was great. It's insanely hot in the summer, obviously. Uh, I did I did like Boulder in Colorado. Yeah. I could I could maybe go there, but again... But apparently it's gone to shit. Oh, no. <laughs> apparently Denver... I know Boulder isn't Denver, but I wouldn't live in Boulder. It's too small. Mm, yeah. Denver's gone to shit. Like, really bad homeless problem now. Really? Mm, the crime's gone up. Yeah. I think, like, again, a few months there, mountain biking or yeah, skiing, snowboarding fun. would be great fun. Um, but, yeah, living anywhere is quite big. I do, like, I've got, I've got friends now who live in Miami. And, you know, their quality of life... They've got the pool, they've got the fucking massive house, they go out and boat every weekend. So, like, the quality of life is great, but there is a negative side. Yeah. America's fucking weird. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get around that. Mental. The, the gun laws and all that kind of stuff, just, I can't, I can't be dealing with that. No. It's not, uh, it's not normal. No, it's not, on our, it's not on our horizon anytime soon. We very much stay here and uh, visit to work over there. Amen. Yeah, great place to visit. And very much looking forward to it. Okay, next right. segment. What okay. we got? We're just going on to the adventure mindset segment, which is a special. It's a, it's a We're not giving it to Ian. Are we? we are. No, he hasn't done it yet. No, but he's thinking about it, and he's opened. He's opened the eyes. He's opened the eyes to that sort. I didn't know that was a thing, and I certainly didn't realise that people wanted to do that. Right. Um, so go on, give us a, give us a bit of context. So Ian, my stepdad. So basically, context is. Before we did the row, my mum did the clipper race. She raced from London to um, to Rio on a boat. That, on a boat, and that, <laughs> yeah, not 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 by foot. Um, and that was kind of the the catalyst for the Tempest Two and all that kind of stuff. But Ian, my stepdad, has always had that chip in his back pocket, <laughs> you know, always there to put it on the table when it's required. So he's been saving it for years because you know my mum was away for a month. Uh, and he's reserved a place, not this January, I don't think, coming, but the one after, 2025, on the Tour d'Afrique, which is a north to south entire length of Africa organized bike ride. That's mental. 
which is, yeah, 9,000 kilometers. It's 115 days. Bike ride is putting it lightly, isn't it? Yeah. It, that's like full, that's full go. It's, of those 115 days, eight days are in a hotel and the rest are camping. And it's not good, ca- I thought, because it costs a lot. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, they have a team up ahead that set up wigwams, like, <laughs> like glamping. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Showers. So when you arrive, it's, it's, it's set up. It's not, it's shitty two, three people tent and you're sharing with people right. you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or you don't know at the start. <sighs> um, and I was reading some of the blogs on it because I'd never heard of it. And you know, there's many instances of like being chased by elephants, being held at gunpoint, <laughs> people getting hit by cars. Like it, it goes pretty south for some people. So, um, yeah, whether he does it or not, I don't know, but he seems to be... I think he'll do it. He likes cycling anyway, doesn't he? He does like which, cycling. Which helps if you're going to... But I like how it, your mum was away for a month and he's just pushed yeah, it to three yeah, and a half. To three and a half months. <laughs> I think she's thrilled. I'm 90% sure he'll come back and she would have moved house and bought a new one. <laughs> like I'm that'll, ni- that'll learn you. Yeah, 90% sure that will happen. <laughs> oh, hi, I'll pick you up from the airport because you actually don't know how to get home yeah, now. You don't know the new address. <laughs> your keys don't work. Yeah, unfortunately, we've got no more money because I've just bought a new house. But yeah, I mean, fair play. It's kind of like what we were saying, was it last week, the week before? Um... Just about like the the adventure thing, like paying to do some mental things. What what essentially like because it is a high price. He's paying for is the logistics of going nine thousand kilometers yeah. with support. Yeah, taking I guess his bags and all his clothes to the next stop. But that's such a long time. You're paying the salary of yeah, so true. A team of probably thirty forty people. So true for three months. It's a long time. And I looked at. Yeah, I looked at it, but th- that company does, they do some mega ones. So they obviously do the Africa one, which was like their original, their big boy, and like the ultimate one. They do a North America one, which goes from the north of Alaska down to like Costa Rica. And then they do a South America one, which goes Ooh. from <laughs> basically Costa Rica down to Ushuaia. Ugh. All of which is just brutal, aren't they? I would not want to do that South America one. No. I would, the North America one sounds lovely, just no need to start in Alaska. Yeah, get rid of that first just bit. start at Canada, maybe. Yeah, that's that'd be great. The South America one will be bleak. We know yeah. what it's like down there, and it's bleak, long roads. And it's nothing. full windy-wendy, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Which no one's got any time for. So, yeah, there's just a quick shout-out, the Adventure Mindset segment going to, uh, to your stepdad. Yeah, sure. We'll get him on if he actually does it. Maybe. we'll dial him in we'll dial him in yeah very good one thing that did finish yet today today Today. was the press up challenge Mm, so well done to those people who joined the whatsapp group and have done the 100 press ups a day for 30 days straight Um, some people dropped off some people stayed to the end which kind of highlights how yeah, consistency is a skill. It's hard. Totally. And we had um, people doing it in Glastonbury, yeah, people yeah, doing yeah. it at weddings, yeah. on nights out. I'm mean, sure some of it was a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a piss take, but that's kind of the exact point is it's not like, it's easy enough to actually still be able to do it. Yeah. We did it when we were away. Um, so yeah, fair play if you've done it. That's at least 3,000 press-ups. And we know from what people have been messaging us saying that they've been 
doing more and testing themselves, doing as many as they can in the day and all that sort of thing. So, And there's also been people that have joined recently in the last week or 10 days who are, you know, they've texted me and so they want to get involved and challenge themselves, but not just necessarily a press-up. So whatever Yeah, what's, what should the next, next one be? <coughs> it could be a running one. If we're going to do a running one, it should be now while the weather's Yeah, good. that's what I was thinking. And I think... So I've got like 5K a day in my head, but mm. it, it doesn't necessarily have to be ran. You know, you can walk it, depending on your level, mm. I'd say commit to five kilometers a day. And just to put some perspective on it, some not, yeah, context perspective, definitely not context, but like, you know, the classic 10,000 steps a day, mm. that's like five miles. So it's actually less than that. Is it? Yeah, so it, it should be doable. Um, and it, it makes me think about something that we were going on about a good couple of years ago now, where we were we were pushing people, whenever we did keynotes and workshops, to sweat every day. Yeah. And no matter how you do it, um, it was just about committing to that very simple thing of, of sweating every day. It could have been yoga, running, you know, the gym, whatever. Um, it was just that that simple concept. And I think feel like this five k a day, I guess, in an ideal world, you'd run it. You know, if you want to challenge yourself, you'd run it. But if you've, if you've not ran 5K before, um, maybe sign up for the Couch to 5K thing, you know. And that thing's good, that Couch to 5K. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that app is really good. So, like, that, that would be, you know, there's no, like with the press-ups, there's no, like, barrier for getting involved. Because if, if you can only run, you know, 500 metres at a time, then get your steps into five yeah. kilometres in another way. The reps, the distance isn't the point. Yeah. It's the... Consistent action. The, the consistent um, repetition over 30 days. Definitely. Because even if it is 1K, it's just as hard as doing five. It's getting out the door. Exactly. Prioritizing it. That's yeah, you've already done the hardest part, haven't you? That's the challenge more than anything. So, um, yeah, maybe we'll, we'll launch that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Once we're back from New York or something like that. Yeah. Um, we can get that going. Yeah, that's key. That's key. Um all right. Well, I think the next the next one we do this is going to be in in New York. Nice. In the hotel room. Yeah. So I don't know when we'll do it. It might be a bit delayed next week. We don't really know. Mm. As soon as we can fit it in, we will. We'll squeeze it in somewhere. Yeah. We'll squeeze it in. Um, all right. Nice one. Fantastic. Thanks for listening, well, guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have an amazing day, an amazing week, and see you later. See you next week. Bye.